It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Locked On Lakers for Friday. Brian Kamenetsky and Andy Kamenetsky. The Lakers get a potentially season-altering win in Indiana while Anthony Davis was snubbed for the all-star team. That's all next. You are locked on Lakers. Your daily Los Angeles Lakers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks to everybody for making Locked on Lakers first listen of every day, Monday through Friday, no matter how or where you get your podcast, it's always free. It's never going to be behind a paywall. And Locked on Lakers on YouTube is where you can go to watch the show, the channel up around 11,000 subscribers, constantly talking to each other, constantly talking to us. Really love the interaction. It's a great place uh, to hang out with other Lakers fans and, of course, see some great content and uh, make another Locked On podcast your second listen of every day or check them out on the on their respective YouTube channel. I uh, do want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockedOnNBA. Uh, we'll get to the all-star nods uh, before the end of the show and uh, if we have time, even a potentially interesting blockbuster type trade that was thrown out by uh, ESPN's Bobby Marks that we'll, we'll try to take apart. But before that, Andy, I mentioned this in the cold open. Uh, this is a potentially season altering win that the Lakers get in Indiana, 112 to 111 on uh, Thursday night. And I, I, I don't think it's overstating it because this was not a game that they really had any business winning and they managed to do it, which is something that good teams do, which is, I guess, maybe why the Lakers haven't done it as much over the course of the year. I'm not sure, but they did it on Thursday. To put in perspective just how improbable this win seemed and the idea that this was not a win that they necessarily deserved, although, you know, if you play if you play the best down the stretch of the two teams, I guess in that respect, you deserve the win. They did not get their first lead in this game until the final 228 in the fourth quarter. They did not have a lead 
And that initial lead, Brian, they held on as long as Indiana's next possession. <laughs> Indiana, <laughs> didn't last long. It was fleeting. Yeah. I mean, it, it. I'm still processing exactly how this happened because the Lakers, for the first three-ish quarters of this game, played sloppy. Mm-hmm. They played with often a lack of urgency. Their transition defense, even by their standards, ha- was god-awful. Their ability to mark uh, various pacers around the three-point line was awful. Like, Indiana was both hot and being given practice looks. Right. They were open. It's, it's not just like they were like nailing every, there have been games where teams are just like, you know, like throwing the ball over their shoulder and it goes in. It's like, okay, what do you do? Like, yeah, India was like you said, they were left open for some really shameful three pointers. Yeah. And honestly, watching a lot of this game, I was like, do they want to be here? Like they, they did not, especially after that big win, against the Knicks, which seemed really and, you know, justifiably energizing for this team. I'm watching them through a lot of this game in Indiana going like, they're just going through the motions in a weird way. Like even you and I were texting during the game for the first three-ish quarters of this, LeBron and AD, their numbers were both impressive. If you were just looking at the stats I didn't think either one of them was playing all that great. They, yeah, they were, like they, were, they were good. It was, they were doing it, but like the mistakes, particularly, I mean, I thought AD was better than LeBron for most of the game. And we'll get to this because like both of those guys, and it's particularly Anthony Davis, did some stuff down the stretch where like great players come up with great plays when they are badly needed. And Davis particularly. Um, but you're right. You look at the 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 final box score. LeBron had 26, seven and seven, and he was 11 of 19 from the floor. He had three turnovers, so nothing crazy there. But it, it could have been like, more. <laughs> it could have yeah, been. Could have been more. It was just it was it was a sloppy game. It didn't have some snap and like. And then you look at AD, 13 of 27 from the floor, 14 rebounds, two uh, a steal, two blocks. The second of which was uh, very important. But like you know. You start digging into this box score a little bit, and the Lakers, the Lakers had six three pointers. They made six three pointers on Thursday night. You know how hard it is to win a game in the NBA in 2023, the year of our Lord, uh, with six three pointers. It ain't easy. They missed eight free throws in the fourth quarter. Nine. Eight. Oh, eight in the fourth. Yes, you're correct. Eight Nine. in the fourth. They missed. You know, and they they actually you know up until that point had been shooting the ball pretty well. Uh, from the free throw line, uh, it looks like they only missed nine on the game. They missed eight in the fourth quarter uh, by itself. Um, Indiana had 16 three-pointers. They were minus 30 from the three-point line. Um, and overall, Indiana shot a you know, you know, 45 at 93, so just under 50% from the game. Like You start looking around, and there's very little redeeming in this box score. You wonder how they did it. The turnover battle was relatively even, 16 to 13. I think the only thing where you can look at it and say the Lakers did a great job, um, and this is probably what ultimately kept them in the game, was the fact that um, they they only gave up six. They only allowed six free throws in the entire game. They sent Indiana to the line six times, so they defended – 
without fouling, particularly in the fourth quarter where they only gave up 15 points. Yeah, I was going to say, you mentioned how the Lakers only had six three-pointers to Indiana 16. They also had 31 free throw attempts to Indiana 6. Mm-hmm. So even though the Lakers on balance were pretty lousy at the line, they shot 71% for the game. For the first three quarters, they actually were pretty good at the line. So you combine that with their defense in the last four, three minutes really cranking up. Like they, they, the last three or four minutes, they were terrific defensively. They were down 15 in this game. So they 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 clawed. They did what this team does. They clawed and they stayed in it and they didn't give up. And I think when they recognized that this was a winnable game for them, particularly if they could just figure out a way to put a body and stop Halliburton as Ooh. much as anything. He is so good. We yeah, won. You know, Miles Turner had a terrific game. This felt like him, like the revenge game for not trading for him which yep. led to a really nice extension where you're like, I don't even know what the hell you're mad at us about. But he he played really, really well. Um, it's funny, actually. I tweeted this out at Cam Brothers during the game. Before the season started, I thought Turner made absolutely no sense for Indiana's timeline, even knowing how good Tyrese Halliburton clearly is, just because I wasn't as familiar with some of the other pieces around them. I thought at 26, Turner might just be too old for this. But once you see guys like Matherin, Nebhardt, and Naismith, and some like you're like, you know what? It actually makes a little more sense now. Like they they've got something solid, if nothing else, they're building with the Pacers. Yeah, and that that um which that 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 trade, you know, the Indiana Sacramento trade, which is actually relevant to the conversation we're gonna have because it's probably DeMontis Sabonis that took the spot that theoretically could have gone to Anthony Davis in the Western Conference front court. Actually, I think it's Jaron Jackson Jr. Who you think so? Either, well, either one yeah. of them. Either one of them. Sabonis is more of a cut-and-dry all-star. I think was, he's I just, uh, That's true. It could be Jack. I was just – I was looking at a lot of the sort of pre-all-star kind of predictions had um, had Davis in over Sabonis. But we'll get into all of this you know, as the show goes on. That's actually one of the rare – blockbuster sort of trades that everyone's happy with. Indiana loves the the Halliburton situation and obviously Sacramento with Sabonis has been just, you know, thrilled with how this is turning out. So, I was going to say even if you think the Pacers won that deal just because Halliburton is the younger player, he's, you know, he's at a position that's more valuable in the league, at least the current culture of this league. It's hard to say Sacramento lost. I think oh, yeah. just Indiana won more. Um, but let's talk, let's talk about um, – we'll, we'll get into this Davis stuff because I think a lot of Lakers fans are probably annoyed that he didn't make the team. So we'll talk about whether or not – he first he deserved to and whether or not ultimately he's better off just getting the rest. Um, so we'll do that. Uh, but first, Andy, Darvin Ham substituted uh, Russell Westbrook in for the final five minutes of the game. He was on the bench, and he said, Russ, get in there, at which point I, I am fairly sure that most uh, diehard Laker fans thought they were being trolled by Ham intentionally, had some really interesting comments as to why he did it after the game. We'll tell you what the results were and what Darvin said next. Locked on Lakers is brought to you by LinkedIn. As a small business owner, hiring manager success in 2023 all depends on on your team members. And that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire 
qualified candidates more efficiently by using their targeting tools to match open roles with people who have the skills, values, and experience to help you achieve your goals. LinkedIn goes beyond resume data by using insights from your job post, your company, and their 875 million member profiles to land the most qualified candidates. LinkedIn Jobs makes it easy to screen and rate applicants all in one platform. And that's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one, number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. And you want to get a start on your 2023 fiscal success now. And that makes this a critical time. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the most qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's linkedin.com slash LockedOnNBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right. So, you know, we mentioned like, you know, the value for this of this game for the Lakers really can't be overstated in terms of what it does in the standings, what it does for them. You know, you lose this game, you're 24 and 29 going into Saturday's game against New Orleans, which, by the way, moved up to three o'clock Pacific. Um, yes, it is. You can watch it on Spectrum Sportsnet if you're in L.A. Like none of the, they're moving stuff around with those games. But uh, the TV schedule for, you know, where you can watch it stays the same. Um, so. You know, if if you're the Lakers now, you have a chance to finish this road trip, this very difficult road trip, which started off on just a horrible note uh, with the Boston game, coming back to town two games under 500, which is better than it was when you left. Um, that is a really big deal. And you look at the standings, um, the Pelicans lost again on Thursday. Dallas beat them. Um, obviously, Lakers chasing both of those teams, but the first team you got to jump over is the Pelicans. Um, their free fall continues. The Lakers get them on Saturday. Um, Denver looks like they're going to beat uh, Golden State, so the Lakers could gain you know, a game on them. Uh, too early to call the Clippers game. But the point being here, Andy, the Western Conference still super-duper bunched up. And you know, Anthony Davis said after the game, this was a big win because we want to get out of the play-in. We want to be one of the top six teams. And while from a consistency standpoint, I think you you know some people might laugh at that, from a standing standpoint, you don't. The Lakers still have a great chance to get into the top six. Uh, they, they will go into Friday, uh, looks like two and a half games behind Minnesota in the sixth spot. And two and a half games behind i think it's dallas for the five spot dallas uh, right the only reason i say dallas i think gonna move up you gain a half game unless that's already been but they're right there with all of those teams the clippers are only a game ahead of those guys so you know it's 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 still very tight and everything up to about the three seed is still worth talking about which is amazing yeah i mean as much as the landscape around the league has not cooperated for the lakers in terms of i think the trades they clearly thought would be available during the offseason, which is why they decided to wait until the season was well underway to make a deal other than the THD for Patrick. Can't Beverly. know what this team is until Trevor Ariza is back, Andy. But the West has been insanely cooperative. Like this team has not been above 500 a day 
of this season. Not a day. Other than, I guess, 0-0 zero, zero when the season first <laughs> That's began. not above. That's at. Yeah, that, That's not above. Yeah. I guess that is the closest this team has ever been to above 500. Zero, zero, first game of the season. They're still in the mix. And if you want to say that they've got an uphill battle, I'm not going to argue against you. They do. They have less margin for error than some of these other teams. There are teams like, for example, the Wolves are all of a sudden starting to play much better. They're starting, other than Cat, they've got, Pretty much all their guys back and healthy, and there's D'Angelo Russell sneakily having a pretty good year. Yeah, they're figuring and, it out. Yeah, they they look better. You know, OKC I don't think is going to go away. You know, like Portland never quite dies. Like they they've got their work cut out for them. But in any other season, for all intents and purposes, it would be done. Like we we as hosts would be trying to talk you into continually listening to us and watching <laughs> us, but we would know we were living a lie. Right now, we're no. not lying to you. Like no, This is not. actually a live possibility. Um, and, and and I think people might have thought it was disappearing when uh, when Ham subs, uh, subs in Russell Westbrook for the final five minutes of the game. Um, it it turned out fine. And you know, Part of the, was, by the way, it should be noted, part of the dreaded three-guard lineup. Yes, he was out there with Dennis Schroeder and Patrick Beverly. The the not just as you've made very clear to me Andy, it's not just a three-guard lineup. It's that one. And um although I do have some data on that last on that three-guard lineup that might surprise people. So, um I I have to say it first of all it didn't hurt anything. Pat Beverly deserved to be on the floor for that, you know, for the end of that game. Westbrook came in for Hachimura. Um and I think what Darwin wanted, as he said, was, you know, he thought Russ was locked in two of 16 from the floor. Um, so the shooting wasn't there, obviously, um, but he was generally playing downhill he had 10 assists. And I think he liked his defensive energy. Um, Hachimura, you know, was OK, I thought, in this game. It was OK. Um, but I think Darwin was looking for a lot of what he liked. And he actually called it based on what he had seen up to that point from Westbrook, a no brainer after the game a no-brainer to put russ in what was your reaction when he called reinserting russell westbrook a no-brainer okay look to be to be fair to darvin they won the game and russ was actually in the middle of indiana's final play there uh buddy healed ended up double teamed in the corner Russ and Dennis Schroeder, you know, creating this incredibly awkward missed shot for for yeah, it was a really Hill. great recovery. First, initially from Schroeder, um, Nebhard, Nebhard gave you know dumped the ball off to Buddy Heel for the final play. When he turned, I think Heel thought he was going to have a clean look, and Schroeder was right there. Yeah. Do I think it was a no brainer? No, a no-brainer feels a bit of a stretch. Like it was a brainer. It was yeah. a, definitely a brainer. But Russ, Russ down the stretch at minimum, I don't think really did any harm. It's it's a tightrope that Darvin's gonna walk with Russ, or I think sometimes forces himself to 
walk wants to walk. He clearly, Darvin Ham clearly both has the respect for Russell Westbrook and also I think the glass half full vision of what the team can look like in these moments with Russell Westbrook. He sees Russ like our parents see us, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And look, we have we have pushed <laughs> that glass half full version of us to, I mean, just the limits. <laughs> but I talked about this after the game against the Knicks, where Russell Westbrook was the best Laker in overtime. Like, period. He was. And this was coming off a fourth quarter where he might have been the worst Laker on the floor. When Russ wants to play under control and makes a point of it, he can be a valuable part of crunch time, or if nothing else, viable. If he chooses not to, he can be just a tornado of destruction. It's really up to him, and then it's up to Darvin yeah. to make the right call. And it's it is hard with any of these guys. And you know, Russ is, I guess, a high level role player. I mean, as frustrating as he can be, he's still, you know, he's not Troy Brown. He's not, you know, some of the, you know, some of the other guys that you might look at on the roster. You know, there are players when they are having bad games that you still put back in the game. And I think for a lot of people, it's that threshold with Russ that is the dividing line. It's the okay, we get Russ is going to play, but like once you decide, oh, he's having an off night, then you take him out and you leave him out. Darwin doesn't have the same line there. Um, what I do think is interesting about this lineup, and you know, I, people I think by this at this point understand, I am probably a little bit more sympathetic to Darwin. I, I don't. I don't think he does a great job staggering LeBron and AD so that one of them is on the floor as much as one of them needs to be on the floor. Um, I don't love some of the lineup decisions that, that Ham has made. I am more sympathetic because I don't love the roster construction, and I think most of the players available to him are imperfect. I looked it up. That threesome, that three-guard group over the last 10 games has a net rating of almost plus eight. So while, and I was surprised, I was surprised that it was surprised that good. too. I'd be very curious to see their fourth quarter net rating. Sure. In but like I the mean, the whole quarter team's last fourth minutes. quarter, there is no five-man combination on the Lakers. No, no, that but looks, I just, that looks good in that curious. way. Um, but he is, I, I was very surprised to see it, that it was that high. And um, so, and that's in 63 minutes. So it's not nothing over the, you know, it's like probably the oh, I, eighth. I can tell you right now. Everybody listening and watching this podcast will agree with you. Sixty-three minutes is not nothing of that group. It's about it's about the more than enough. <laughs> They've seen more than enough. Yeah. It, it's about the twelfth or thirteenth most, you know, of of any three person grouping over the last ten games. So it's they not don't nothing. believe you that it's that low. Yeah. Um. So I it it hasn't been that bad. Like so I, the, at least you know from an analytics standpoint, that's just one measurement. At least by that one, it hasn't killed them. Um, let's talk about Anthony Davis because Anthony, Andy, uh, Anthony Davis did not make the all-star team on a night where he may have redirected almost single-handedly in the last minute of the game, the Lakers season. So let's do that next. Locked on Lakers is brought to you by FanDuel. The Super Bowl is approaching and we are excited, stoked out of our minds about our new Sports betting partner for Locked On because they are the number one sports book in America. FanDuel. If you're new to FanDuel, it's even better. Listen up. I'll explain why. They have so many great features that make 
betting on sports fun and easy and new customers join today get started with 150 bucks and free bets guaranteed when you place your first five dollar bet just sign up at fanduel.com locked on fanduel has all your favorite bets from the money line to the point spreads player props plus you can combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay all on an app that's safe secure easy to use so football fans don't miss out place your first five dollar bet to get $150 in free bets, win or lose, at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Um, so I mentioned at the top of the show, Andy, you know, like the Lakers, obviously, we both got deep into this. This was not a game that it looked like they were going to win. It was not a game that looked like they deserved to win. And yet they figured out a win, mostly on a way to win, mostly on the defensive end in the final quarter. Um, Anthony Davis and LeBron James had perfectly respectable stat lines. This was not if you were watching the type of AD performance that had you jumping out of your chair. Um, it was not the LeBron performance that did it, but LeBron hit a massive three-pointer down the stretch, uh, one that the Lakers badly needed. And when I say that this was not a game that had you jumping out of your chair for AD, I know this because the final sequence for AD had me jumping out of my chair, and I noticed that I hadn't done it yet. He hit a terrifyingly difficult turnover uh, shot over Miles Turner, a, f- a fadeaway in the lane. This after Turner had blocked him you know, a couple minutes before that and then turned around as Halliburton was trying to get the lead back, trailed him down the, uh, the lane and swatted the bleep out of Halliburton's attempt to try to score. Keeping the ball in play, by the way. That was a stunningly good sequence. It was a, an all-NBA sequence, and it was a sequence that may have helped save this season for the Lakers. We've talked about it all season. When AD plays like the best version of himself, it feels like there's a lot possible for this team. The Lakers have a very high bar for what they need from AD. Like just run-of-the-mill good Anthony Davis, that ain't enough. Like, they need special Anthony Davis. And a lot of this game, like we talked about, AD was not special. Last couple minutes, and certainly that last sequence, he was beyond special. He was otherworldly. In that one in that one sequence on both ends, he was as good on those two possessions as anybody was in two possessions in this game. Yeah, and I don't think there are a lot of players in the league that could have completed that sequence. And again, Miles Turner had just swatted Davis in a play that made you think to yourself, man, it would be cool if they were playing together. Um, And then like this was on a degree of difficulty, you know, Turner defended 
the heck out of that play. The, on a one to ten scale degree of difficulty, this was probably a ten. You had to he had to he was leaning back like this, <laughs> you know, and had to rainbow that ball over him. And then, as the Lakers demonstrated throughout that game. Marking Tyrese Halliburton getting down the lane, you know, uh, not an easy thing to do. And Davis, you know, he got him to alter the shot. You know, Halliburton knew he was in trouble and then tried to kind of go reverse lefty or whatever it was. And he was like, get that out of here. I, that, but that, that's what I love about Davis when he does that kind of stuff. It's like, and then he was John at the Indiana crowd. That is what makes players special is on even nights where they are good but not great in that moment where great is needed they got it it was yeah. and it was really cool yeah you know he down the stretch uh def- defensively but also it's worth noting just a couple minutes before we get to ad and the all-star game patrick beverly was sensational the last few minutes of this game he made big plays on both ends of the floor i thought he had a really good game period but the last couple minutes you saw why, you know, we, we had talked before about, because, you know, Beverly missed that game against the Knicks with that knee, that all things being equal, we would have preferred that Darvin Ham continued that starting lineup of Dennis Schroeder, uh, Troy, bon- Troy Brown Jr., Rui, LeBron AD. But we both thought he's going to go back to Patrick Beverly in the starting lineup, which he did. And we saw down the stretch, and really a lot of this game, why Darvin just loves Patrick Beverly. I mean, just the the intensity that he plays with and also, too, just what he's done last couple months, you know, since a, a pretty rough start to the season, it's actually been pretty good. You know, Patrick Beverly has been what they traded to. If he, as long as you, you just have to have the right level of expectations. I, I still, you know, the offensive three-point shooting has not been what I, you know, consistently would be. You're, he is not, he was a, flat negative at the beginning of the year. Like he was actively harming you. Now I think there are times when I wish Ham might three, choose a The three-point shooting the last couple months has been fine. Yeah, been, I mean, yeah. it's been good. And so like there are times when I wish Ham would choose a different player or a different combination or whatever. But I think, you know, 34-year-old Pat Beverly is giving you base. The He's a little like more Russ. than THT would have, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, the he's a little like Russ in the sense that the experience colors i think sometimes the perception and the results there are times when you're like that is awesome uh you know thursday's game in indiana was a great example of that or like this energy like you can really feel it it's necessary whatever there are other times where it's too much and you feel like it's so like there are games when russ is sort of if you boil it down and you strip away knowing who it is and like he's not necessarily bad but just something about the energy you notice the bad and then there are other times when Russ is just bad. I'm not trying to, but like Beverly has a little bit of that in him in terms of how you how you watch him. Yeah, um, he noted you, after the game. Oh, go ahead. Way, yeah, go ahead. Really quick, he noted after the game, by the way, that uh, he wanted the Halliburton assignment because he had heard from someone else. It seemed like that Halliburton did an interview a while back where he mentioned Patrick Beverly, and Patrick Beverly found that disrespectful. So he wanted the assignment, and then after letting us know that, he reminded everyone, subscribe to the podcast. Oh, do you think that uh, AD got snubbed? I mean, whether it's you think Sabonis took his spot, whether you think um, 
Uh, it was Jaron Jackson Jr. Do you have a problem with AD not getting in for either one of those guys? No, I don't want him in the game. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want him to rest. Dar- Darvin Ham said afterward, he seemed to not know that AD didn't make the team, but he was like, whatever, he gets the rest. That's how I feel about it. I, I think if anybody, if anybody constituted a snub, because the, the guys who got in ahead of him were Paul George, Shea Gilgis, Alexander, Jaron Jackson Jr., Damian Lillard, Laurie Markinen, John Morant, Devonta Sabonis. I think Sabonis, Morant, Markinen, Lillard, SGA clearly should be in. And I would say clearly should be in ahead of AD. The only ones you could maybe make an argument, Paul George, just because of some injuries, although when George's been available, he's been pretty good. Right, and the, right? Position, the position makes it. He probably kept somebody else off the team, not Anthony Davis. I think it's Jaron Jackson Jr. that ultimately is the one. Oh, my niece is adorable. Um, I think that is that's ultimately who kept uh, him out. And whatever, I'm fine with it. Like, I bet Memphis would prefer that Jaron Jackson Jr. also rests during yeah. the All Star Weekend. He's missed it's a funny, fair like, amount of games. I mean, obviously, on performance, Anthony Davis is an All Star. I don't think there's any any question about that you know this season um with what he's been doing you know on a game where you had he was you were like "Ah," a little bit he still put up 31 14 and had those you know two huge moments down the stretch he's averaging 27 points a game almost 12 rebounds um two blocks a game a steal and a half shooting 58 percent from the floor those are obviously all-star numbers the only thing when i when when he didn't make it my initial thought was hasn't played enough games like it's yeah. it's fair. Like he has yes. not played. And the, granted, I did not realize Jackson made the team, and he did. And I thought it was sort of Sabonis. Um, Jackson who has slid played in there. more games, but he's missed a decent chunk. He's he has missed, played more than right. AD. He's played thirty-five. And so when I saw Jackson, I was like, mm. you know. But the 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 flip side of that is, you know, Jackson is a leading candidate to win DPOY this year. So like, to me, if anybody really got and he's on up, he's on the second best team in the Western Conference. I think if anybody really got snubbed in terms of both performance and availability, it would probably be De'Aaron Fox. Yeah. Like, he's been very good, and Sacramento's been very good, and De'Aaron Fox has been very available. Again, I don't care. I'm glad. I want AD to get the rest. I wish... All right. Uh, Grace, you want to say goodbye to everyone? Bye. Okay. Locked on Lakers <laughs> on YouTube is where you go to see the show, uh, and periodically... My daughter, um, and uh, participate with a great Lakers community. Appreciate all the support we're getting there. Huge game for the Lakers on uh, Saturday against a slumping New Orleans team. Get those guys while they are down. Come home. Two games under 500. Let LeBron pass Kareem at some point next week. Could be a fun, fun week. Uh, thanks everybody for joining the show. We'll see you next time. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. 
you made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.